Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. Years ago, one of the moms in my daughter's friend group had said to me that in parenting her four and seven-year-old, her strategy is to say yes whenever a yes is possible. And at that time, it really helped me to rethink this sort of parental knee-jerk reaction that I was having to my kids' request. I stopped and asked myself, could we have ice cream a half an hour before dinner? Why couldn't they sleep outside in the tent on a school night? I really learned to pause and consider my children's requests before just firing off a no. I didn't do this in my own life, however. I then had a lot of rules for myself, and I used these rules to maybe feel safe or responsible or good, only I didn't feel those things at all, not until I began to trust my own no and then my own yes. So just to back it up a little, I think one reason that we don't fully express our no or our yes is that we never take time to discover or even ask ourselves what we want. Knowing what you desire is a huge step in personal growth. I often start with desires in a first client session. What do you want? What would this get you? How would your life change if you had this desire? And then What is under that desire? I ask this because often clients will realize that what they thought they wanted as their primary goal was really a secondary desire. For example, you want more sex in your relationship. When describing how your life would change with more sex, it very often sounds like deeper connection, more passion, attraction, trust. And so intimacy is the primary goal and physical sensation and satisfaction is the secondary goal. Sometimes the primary desire is you just want more sex, but asking yourself what it would get you makes that desire very clear. And being clear on your desire is how you can really show up strong and sure when it comes to your no and your yes. So let's start this episode with no. Do you say no automatically? Do you fear saying no? And so you always acquiesce to every single ask from work, from partners, from kids, to neighbors. I find that people who say no all of the time are just really not pausing to ask themselves, what do I really want here? They say no and they call it empowered, but instead they really feel disempowered because the no doesn't fit their desire, which they never took time to address. It's all just sort of jumbled up and unclear to them. 
People that say no all of the time are often suffering from the very same lack of personal strength that people who say yes all the time suffer from. Or are you in the never say no camp? Do you fear saying no? And why do you fear saying no? Is it because you fear losing love or connection? Do you fear conflict? Or maybe just because you've said yes so many times to something in the past that now it seems impossible to change it to a no. Can you use that very phrase as a segue to your no? I know that I've said yes to you eating off of my plate for years, but I really don't like it when you take the pickle off of my plate. Practice saying it playfully or sincerely, whatever works for you. Oftentimes I find that changing from a yes to a no is really done better when you're not in the moment. So don't say while in bed that their move is actually a turn off and you no longer want any part of it. Say it on a walk. Say, you know that thing you do with the swirl? I'm stealing from Seinfeld here. I'm so sorry that I've never said anything to you for so long, but I wonder if instead of the swirl, you could do whatever, not the swirl. (laughs) If tapping into your yes or your no seems like a foreign concept, try starting with asking yes or no to the body part that has the most to do with whatever's happening. So for example, lips, what are your thoughts on kissing this person? Gut, how do you feel about investing in this? Mouth, how do you feel about sharing this pickle? It's just this way to invite the yes or no that gets you out of your head. Doing a body scan can help you get clarity and clarity is key when offering a strong no. If you're wishy-washy in your body, your no is going to come off super wishy-washy as well. Okay, so what about receiving a no from others? I think there's a correlation between being able to say no and being able to receive no or disappointment. I think that we resist putting ourselves in a position where we'll ever hear no, so we never ask. Why don't we? Sometimes it's because we don't really have clarity on what we desire, but we can't really help what we want. What we can do is help ourselves ask for what we want and practice getting a no. When we do ask and we hear no, we're so not taught what to do with that no. We either retreat and murmur to ourselves, oh no, how stupid of me, or oh, I should have waited, or I should have worded it differently. We turn it back onto ourselves like we've done something wrong in the asking because we gotta know. Alternately, we try and bulldoze our way to get what we want. But forcing your agenda or abandoning your agenda are not the only two choices that you have when you come up against someone's no. If someone says no to you, do you turn back into yourself? If attention were energy, and it is, and if that energy were visible, the goal is to keep that energy on the other person. So Cassia Urbaniak describes it so well when she says that conflict creates tension, yes, but it also creates intimacy and invention. You really want to discover what information is under the no. To understand the other person better, you have to be brave. Ask for the whole truth of their no. If that truth is different from yours and you can still hold your attention on them, this is true dialogue. It's true connection. You're going to discover something about them, about you. So get excited when you meet opposition. When we spend a lot of energy trying to keep the peace, we're really lying to ourselves and others. And this might work in the short term, but most of my clients who come to me seeking more intimacy have been keeping the peace 
fantasies for years, and in doing so, they've muffled their desires, they've muffled that connection to the point where desire feels completely absent. So start to get turned on by no. Put yourself in a position to hear no. So the first thing you'll have to do is ask, ask, ask. If you really cannot at this point in your life, if you feel repulsed by the idea of hearing a no, practice hearing it out of context first. Consider doing a little practice like get a friend and ask them for 30 things. Ask them for a bite of their sandwich, a ride to the airport, a free tattoo, to borrow their car, whatever. Just make sure some of the practice asks are ones that you truly would like to receive from someone. And then instruct the friend to respond to every request with no. Absorb that no. Try to feel a little tingle of excitement in the no. This will start to change the program from, oh my God, I would rather die than hear someone say no, to I get to ask for what I want and the other person gets to say yes or no. Remind yourself in this practice that you will be fine after hearing a no. Someone else's no is an opportunity to understand them better. Remind yourself of that all of the time. Put some post-its up. If you really do not feel comfortable saying or hearing no, you will hide. And there is no hiding in deep intimacy. If you don't have a friend or someone that you feel comfortable with, use the link in the show notes to book a short call with me and I will be your dom for the day. Okay, on to my favorite part, which is the yes. If you can practice saying yes at the same time that you're practicing saying and receiving no, more power to you. I personally needed to get really comfortable with my no first before I could really embrace the yes. But moving on to my yes has been one of the most transformational shifts for me. Start by knowing your desire and then giving yourself permission, which is a fancy way of saying yes to yourself, to have the desire. Say yes to yourself. Say yes to exercising. Say yes to committing 30 minutes a day to writing your book. Say yes to food or sex or pleasure or money. And then celebrate your yes every time. Celebrating your yes is what rewires your brain to get the message that your desires are safe to have, they're safe to ask for, to receive, and to hold. Recently, I began practicing what the mom friend at the beginning of this episode advised. If I can say yes to receiving, I I do. Even if I don't need help, I accept an offering just as a path to discovery. I want to know what it feels like. I want to know what that yes will bring me. It's really helping me with allowing a lot of abundance into my life. An example is I was traveling and stopped at an Airbnb that was just so charming and the scenery was so serene that I went to sleep wishing I had booked an extra night at this location. When I woke up, I saw that the owner had texted me that they were on their way out for the day but they wanted to offer me an extra night for free because no one was arriving that day. I typed back, I'll take that with gratitude, thank you so much. And that day I spent all day hiking in a place that was so geographically unusual that I felt like I was in another world and it was because I allowed myself to say yes. When I left the following day, I went to the main house to say goodbye to them. And they said that when they offered, they said to each other, they thought for sure that this like really independent woman traveling alone would surely say, oh no, thank you, I'm good. And I shared with them that I would have done just that only a short time ago, but I was really intentionally trying on every yes that I could. And it is bringing me 
so much joy. I invite you to spend an entire day saying yes to everything that is possible to say yes to. Do you want to come with me to the farmer's market? Do you want this shirt? Do you, would you, yes, yes, yes. Do you hear how turned on all of those yeses sound? If you want to feel abundant joy, I recommend that you say yes to it. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me. <laughs>